Hello, and thanks for joining me for another edition of Face the Facts. I'm your host, April Moss. Today, we're going to be focusing on Texas elections, and joining me is Weston Martinez. He's outside of one of the biggest polling locations in the state, in the Lone Star State in San Antonio. We're going to get to him in just a minute. A little bit about him first. He is the president of the Voter Fraud Bureau of Investigation, and that's not associated with the FBI. That is his own entity. He's been working for decades on election integrity issues, and we're going to have a lively discussion. So please join me for that. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's edition of Face the Facts is brought to you by Holy Hydrogen. When you purchase an at-home hydrogen system, your entire family can benefit from molecular hydrogen. It heals down at the cellular level. I've been using it and noticed a lot of energy that I have that I didn't have before or when I would hit a two or three o'clock crash and need coffee. I no longer need that if I'm staying hydrated with the molecular hydrogen water. Also, my son who plays sports, he drinks the water and he said he's noticed a huge difference in his energy levels and being able to continue to run harder and faster even when practice is over. He's not even tired. So go to holyhydrogen.com. Use promo April at the checkout. You'll save $100 off of an at-home hydrogen system. And don't forget to click on the research tab. That's where you can check out to see all of the benefits of molecular hydrogen. They've done studies in Japan on cancer patients, how it affects the brain, the liver, the kidneys, the heart, and so much more. So check out holyhydrogen.com today and use promo code APRIL. Now let's get right into my interview with Weston Martinez. Weston, thank you so much for joining me on Face the Facts today. I see you're right from a polling location in, uh, where are you, San Antonio? We're in San Antonio, Texas at the Brooke Auto Library, one of the busiest sites in all of San Antonio, all of Bear County, um, a, a hotbed of election fraud uh, and election questions for generations. And we were talking before and you said this is actually a very conservative area where you're at, a very Republican uh, area. Is that true? It right. is. It is. I see a lot of a lot of earlier you were showing me pictures, a lot of people standing out line, a lot of Beto signs as well. Is Beto there to vote today? Uh, Beto showed up this morning in order to try to gin up some of his base and some of his support in an area where he doesn't have as much support. Um, mm -hmm. But look, we all know here in Texas, Beto's not trying to win governor. He's trying to help bring the bottom up so they can impact county and state races because he, like George Soros, his good friend that gave him a million dollars, they know that if they can just make us all the frogs in the pot, they can impact the entire legislative process. Yeah, absolutely. And you've been working on this for a long time. Uh, back in 2010, tell us what happened when you first became aware of how deeply corrupt the elections process was? You know, it was really disturbing. I had a Democrat operative bring me a stack of absentee ballots and they said, look, we know that you'll tell the truth regardless of who. And they handed me a stack of absentee ballots. Of, I want to say about 85 to 100. And all of them had the same handwriting, the same return address. And it was a cemetery on the south side of Bear County. Um, I immediately went to Secretary of State. Secretary of State said, man, you got a hot one. He sent me over to the attorney general's office. They opened an investigation that, uh, you know, failed out. 
for a couple of years as they went through an investigation it was going very slow at that time. Um, that's when I had the idea to create a bill that made voter fraud a felony in Texas. I created that bill in the middle of the legislative process, which nobody creates a bill after the legislative process starts and gets it anywhere. And we got it through the Senate immediately. We got it through the House, through all the subcommittees. And then it was to the floor being read for the, uh, the times it needs to be read before it's voted on officially and signed into law. And read the first time, read the second time, died on the third reading. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, Republicans got to be doing voter fraud, too. And so that that was a baptism by fire. Um, I couldn't get the media to cover it. The lady in question uh, threatened the news that she would sue them if they ran the story. So ultimately, after a bunch of events we could talk about another time, I actually held a press conference, not on purpose, but timing wise, I held a press conference right on right during Halloween in front of the cemetery in the south side of San Antonio. And, um, you know, kind of the, the, the legend and lore began from there. But that led me to having credibility with groups like Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. I worked very closely with them to get the woman arrested for voter fraud. They made the national news here in Bear County. That. The, 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 uh, the senior lady that ran the cemetery is actually in one of the videos. And she says to them, oh, yeah, Weston Martinez tried to get me arrested years ago and they could not catch me doing anything wrong. Very interesting statement for somebody to make. And right. so for your so uh, but we did get one of her one of her generals. Um, and that's where, you know, we found a lot of other information into Ken Paxton's credit, uh, him and his team. They uh, they worked diligently and God allowed me to be part of the fastest arrest in the history of Texas for voter fraud. Um, and we're looking to uh, we're looking to get some more people. I love it, Weston. Uh, tell us a little bit about speaking of catching people, your new your initiative and what you're working on to try to get constitutional sheriffs more involved at polling stations. So uh, with Veritas, I asked them, please set up an organization for voter fraud. They said, hey, our mission's too broad. You should do it. We just brought the undercover guy with the camera. And so after some some praying and some soul searching about that, uh, we created the Voter Fraud Bureau of Investigation, voterfbi.org not a law enforcement entity but we certainly hold people accountable and in the process of that one of the things that we do is we find practical solutions on how to uh, bring accountability to the legislative process and as we saw some of the tea leaves happening with the current administration wanting to bring in um, federal oversight bring in a uh, federal regardless of republican or democrat if the feds want to come in and oversee the election or be involved in the voting booth that's not a good thing. And so I uh, really, we had the idea now knowing Sheriff Mack and the CSPOA group uh, and learning more myself, learning more about the constitutional authority that our law enforcement has and what was abdicated by many law enforcement officials. That's where we came up with the idea to actually uh, call on sheriffs across the United States to deputize qualified citizens to be election observers that would allow them the ability to be inside of a voting location like this one you see behind me that has people if you see the line people standing mm -hmm. in line to get in there all day long it allows them to be inside there to observe and see what's going on and if something were to take place that was illegal it would allow them the ability to act so again i don't care if you're a republican if you're a democrat if you're an independent sheriff whatever your elected category is and for qualified individuals you know, if you know about election uh, poll watching and being an election judge, or if you don't, we can train you, but we can have them in the process 
And if you look to the DOJ, there's some different things that's come out here in the last couple of days that some different groups have covered. Um, and I've also shared as well where the DOJ is now planning on sending people to Harris County, biggest county, you know, one of the, the biggest, you know, biggest county in Texas, mm-hmm. you know, a third of the votes comes out of Harris County. Well, we know who also is in Harris County right now, and that's Lena Hidalgo, um, the George Soros funded uh, Socialist Party member whose parent, whose mother is still uh, in the Socialist Party in their home country. So there's there's a lot of moving parts here. And, you know, once you start seeing um, the different moving parts, it becomes much easier to understand kind of what their play is. Um, mm-hmm. But we, if we've learned anything in the last two years with uh, citizens being uh, locked up unconstitutionally, that the constitutional authority that we have, the bedrock principle that we have as citizens of this country, we have to dive back into that and we have to put that to work and we have to force people to say, no, this is the constitutional authority. You're wrong. I'm sorry, but get out of here and stop messing with our elections. We have to take our elections back and we have to bring integrity back. And this is one, this is one small way that we can do it right now. Um, there's other things that uh, I can tell you about for another program, but we're looking at a mass action lawsuit for some other stuff. But on this, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in Padoka, South Dakota, Los Angeles, Miami, Brownsville, Texas, you know, or New York City. Um, there are states across the United States, most of them, their state legislature has set their state constitution up where they have their sheriff as the chief law enforcement officer for their county. And again, it's the principles of our country, right? A, a, a large federal government that does general things and a local state government run by the people at a local level to really have control over their citizens on a much closer level. But that's the crux of what we're doing here today and uh, inspiring people to let them know, Republican or Democrat, you can take control of your elections. Absolutely. Uh, Weston, do you foresee that on next week, uh, November 8th, that we're going to be able to see an announcement of a winner on Election Day? Or do you kind of feel like this is going to be something where they're going to try to drag out the results? I'm, I'm very concerned that you will see either results drug out or you will see certain things sequestered to the point where it's past everything else getting certified. So think of it this way. Uh, For those of y'all that are watching, you may not be familiar with this, but there is a certification process that uh, you you might be aware of. And so after the last day, early last day of voting, election day, then you have so many days after that. And part of that is to let overseas mail ballots and things like that to come in and be counted and quantified. So that's that's a good thing. But if in the process, you know, of that cure time, let's just say, um, if I have a third of the vote that is held out, but the other two thirds is quantified. And now we have a winner. Do I really need to count these votes? And a lot of states have trigger laws that say that they do not provide, they do not execute a recount at the cost of the state um, unless the results are within, you know, one to 2%, 3%. Mm-hmm. So now you start realizing that, you know, they, they, they don't cheat by this much. Right. They cheat by this much because if they get this close, now it triggers different uh, different rules, different laws and things like that. So, yes, I'm, I'm very concerned. That's why I'm thankful yeah. for you highlighting this, because 
you know, you stay on top of what's happening um, for the people uh, and you really uh, are trying to provide balls and strikes to your people that watch you. So thank you for uh, bringing this up. Weston, the honor is mine to have you on my show. You're really the boots on the ground doing everything to try to preserve the integrity of our election process. I'm so grateful for what you and so many others uh, who are in this movement um, are doing to, to help secure that. But I do want to ask you, um, what do you think? I mean, now that we've, we've seen how George Soros has so infiltrated uh, district attorneys and even, you know, with a recent criminal court of appeals decision to uh, basically handcuffed attorney general Ken Paxton from being able to prosecute uh, for election crimes I'm concerned, you know, about the state of Texas. And, and certainly it seems like, uh, you know, that this is not a good trajectory that we're on, although you're doing absolutely everything you possibly can do to try to ensure the integrity of it. But uh, do you think that this is something that you're, first of all, what was the response from these sheriffs as you've reached out to law enforcement um, to have this discussion? Are they open to this? Is this is a positive type of thing that they're saying, yeah, I want to get more involved with, with this? There are some that are open to it, uh, especially those that have a constitutional understanding. Um, it's, it's a no brainer. Um, and so now, you know, like I'm reaching out to Kerry Lake's team this afternoon to see, to make sure they know about it. Um, because ironically, I got a call from CNN Arizona yesterday. Um, so people are watching mm. yeah. what's taking place and what we're doing. So I know, uh, I know that we're over the target Yeah. and now, you know, related to Ken Paxton, as an example, you know, his chief deputy was brought up on charges to lose his bar license for filing a complaint contesting uh, the validity of contesting the election or just asking a question about it. He won his lawsuit just uh, four or five days ago. He won his lawsuit that he represented himself on. And he said, and the ruling said that, yes, he's right, that the separation of power authority in the state of Texas um, allows them to not be eligible to stop them from prosecuting this lawyer from just doing his job. So the chief deputy mm -hmm. of the AG's office got exonerated and they said, right. yes, you cannot be stopped from doing your job to represent the people. And I will tell you that I've had a conversation with the leadership uh, in different places and they agreed legally that that actually unties the attorney general's hands to go after um, voter fraud and prosecute it. And so, you know, now- I'm so glad you're telling me this, yeah. It, it, it's crazy, but what we see happening you know, in Bear County, what in San Antonio, what they realized a long time ago is that they would go in there and they would create a, a law that was unconstitutional, like the bathroom bill here in San Antonio, that the liberal mayor Julian Castro started, uh, which actually caused me to start a recall election against him. And then they let some conservative Republican file a lawsuit, knowing that it's going to have to go all the way to the Supreme Court before it gets overturned. Well, the citizens in between that time frame they wind up living in a new normal right and so now the 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 left just pushes pressure on these individuals and so now they just kind of throw their hands up and think well i mean this is just the way it is and it's the same thing in this case uh ken paxton is 100 percent free to prosecute uh voter fraud in the state of texas this other ruling on his chief deputy the number one guy that got exonerated shows that that's true but you have a federal bureaucracy right now that's slowing down that ruling so now he can't just 
So there should be some interesting fireworks there. But uh, again, that's where we have to, like yourself and others like me, you know, we have to come together to really inform the people and let them know how they can put their constitution back in their hands, work from for them. You're absolutely right. Thank you again, Weston, for joining me. I look forward to having you back on the show and uh, share with us how things are going. Are you going to plan on being at polling locations from now until election day? We've got, we'll be at a lot of different locations. We're filling a lot of different phone calls with problems and questions. You know, I've got emails that come in and, uh, you know, I've got someone that sent me some messages this morning about uh, names not popping up on machines, uh, which is something we had historically here in Bear County previously where we had uh, two whistleblowers that uh, actually said that uh, they saw names popping on and off of voting machines, but uh, they were afraid uh, to come forward because they knew the retribution of it. And so it, when we look at this, um, it, it's a very, very, very difficult circumstance. But, you know, our election process, we have to hold it accountable. We have to educate people on what they can do. Your election administrator, your secretary of state, you might be in a state where the secretary of state's elected. In Texas, it's appointed by the governor. You know, that, that sounds great if you got a good governor. Um, and certainly I'm supporting Greg Abbott over Beto O'Rourke, uh, you know, but and the current secretary of state, very nice, competent man. Um, but position needs to be accountable to the people. You're absolutely right, Weston. Well, listen, stay safe out there. And thanks again for all you're doing. We'll talk soon. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining me for another edition of Face the Facts. Make sure you get out and vote and show up on election day. The later, the better. They can't turn you away. Let's save our country. Thank you so much for being here and supporting this show, Face the Facts. One last thing, don't forget to subscribe to my Rumble channel and hit that Rumble button. Thank you again. And for all of you listening on podcast platforms, continue to share Face the Facts so we can keep growing. Take care.